or as monstrous as mass murder. The punishment itself may range from a verbal rebuke to death by torture. But there are many problems regarding punishments, such as determining what distinguishes punishment from the arbitrary use of dictatorial power. How can we determine appropriate punishments that fit the crime? And who has the authority to punish people? Humankind has faced such questions for thousands of years. Many of history's great thinkers have tried to answer them and will consider some of their answers. But first, it will be useful to understand generally the various principles and concepts embedded in the broad category we call punishment. The British philosopher Thomas Hobbes was one of the greatest minds of the 17th century. A mild-looking, balding man, he was a political conservative and one of the boldest thinkers in the history of philosophy. On a trip to continental Europe in 1636, he met the great scientist Galileo and conceived the idea that human behavior might also be studied scientifically. With typical clarity, Hobbes defined punishment like this. A punishment is an evil inflicted by public authority on him that hath done or omitted that which is judged by the same authority to be a transgression of the law. The first characteristic of punishment, then, is that it either deprives the offender of some good or it harms him by inflicting some type of pain. Deprivation may involve freedom, as when a teenager is grounded or an embezzler is imprisoned. It may involve money, for example, a traffic ticket or a fine. And it may involve time, as in a sentence of community service. More aggressive punishments may also involve physical or psychological damage. Through history, offenders have been beaten, tortured, or publicly humiliated through means such as entrapment in stocks in a public square. Yet not every case of deprivation or harm is a punishment. Crime also refers to certain acts that harm or deprive someone of life or property. So what distinguishes the executioner from the vigilante or the murderer? What distinguishes a prison guard or a confining parent from a kidnapper? And what distinguishes a robber from someone who uses legal regulations to control another person's property? One distinction pointed out by Hobbes is that punishment is imposed by legitimately constituted authorities. Neither the private revenges nor injuries of private men can properly be styled punishment because they proceed not from public authority. Hobbes here speaks about public authority, which might also be called state authority. But parents, teachers, and others also are understood to have legitimate authority in certain areas. Parents have a widely recognized authority to discipline and punish their children. School authorities who punish a child do so in loco parentis, legally undertaking the function of the child's parents or guardians. But there are many disputes about how far 
parental authority itself extends, not to speak of problems in assigning that responsibility to others. Some believe that physical punishment, such as spanking or paddling, is more abusive than it is punitive. They believe that most, or even all, violent acts exceed the bounds of legitimate authority. Yet the word violence itself is ambiguous. One dictionary describes it first as swift or intense force, then as rough or injurious physical force, and thirdly as unjust or unwarranted force or power. For one word to span such a broad range of meaning says a great deal about the range of attitudes about the morality of using physical force. If you are attacked by a street gang, that is simply assault.